0: Welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the Real Housewives. I'm your host Connor Bean, and welcome, welcome back, welcome along, welcome to another brand new episode where we get into all things Real Housewives. I hope you're doing well. It is mid-May. We've had the return of Housewives in New York this week. This week we get Beverly Hills. Yes, we have a Jersey reunion this month as well. Uh, from what I, I this is me fully speculating. I have a feeling we're getting Potomac at some point in June because we usually have a certain amount of Housewife shows running so in my head it's like okay they must be giving us Potomac in June so <sighs> it's all happening oh and I've been watching the Bethany show The Big Shot with Bethany at the time of recording this there's been six episodes out of seven total that's in the series so there's one more left before the finale and I'm loath to say it's good but I've still watched every episode because it's, it's basically a competition reality show where Bethany is looking for a second in command to work with her on her businesses and all that kind of thing but the show has such a weird format where like it's not a traditional competition reality show where one person goes home and someone else, you know, wins and it's very like someone leaves and then they come back. So if you haven't checked it out, <laughs> I kind of don't want to recommend it in a way. But like if you're into how TV works and like bizarre takes on formats, it is fascinating. And it's wild to see kind of like another side of Bethany, but not in a good way, because I, I do think this show illustrates why she's so much better served by the likes of Ronnie, but anyway that's I'm curious if anybody else has has stuck with the big shot with Bethany and I I do mention them all the time but I loved how they talked about it on Come Through Queen in recent episodes there's been some Housewives news as well I'm not going to go too in depth into this Porsche thing because It broke just as I (laughs) dropped the episode last week. I was like, for fuck's sake, the timing. And I feel like in the week since, it now feels like a slightly old story. But in case you haven't heard, Real Housewives of Atlanta star, Portia Williams has revealed that she is in fact now going out with and apparently engaged to Simon Gubadia, I hope I got that name right, who is of course the now ex-husband of Fallon, who appeared on the most recent season of Atlanta as a quote unquote friend of Porsches. Uh, Porsche was very quick to point out in her Instagram post that revealed they've been together for a month and were madly in love, that Fallon is not a friend apparently. So it has created this thing where there's rumours of other kind of women involved and how does Fallon really feel and People magazine, to their credit, they went and looked at the timeline of the actual divorce filings because at one point in January of this year, they filed and then they said, no, actually, we're not going to. And like on Valentine's Day, we're like, we're making it work. Love, love is love, whatever. Um, you know, on Valentine's Day, they were like, we're going to make it work. Then a few days later, they were like, OK, let's file for divorce. And it was only kind of properly signed off, I think, and started the process like early May. And then a week later, Porsche was like, yeah, we've been together a month. Divorce is all finalized, I swear. So... Who knows? There is also a separate report this week that Portia is doing a brand new kind of spin-off series, like a mini-series about her life, her family and her activism. And they're saying the stuff with Simon could come up on that a bit. But I'm guessing they're saving it for the new season of Atlanta, which apparently starts filming some point in June. So Kenya Moore is going to have a field day with that one. <laughs> they're already at loggerheads after a kind of disappointing season and an OK reunion. So I do feel like in my head, Portia said... Let's put on a show here. <laughs> let's let's have the next season ramped up and ready to go. But anyway, today's guest is the amazing Rebecca Keane. She's, of course, the deputy editor of Stellar. She lots of interesting takes on all things Housewives. And she really, I think she really flew the flag for Cheshire, which has not, as if you've heard the show for a while, you'll know when it's come up previously, people have been very hard on Cheshire. So... For that alone, I think Rebecca deserves a round of applause. And we going into Melbourne, Beverly Hills, all that good stuff. So without any further ado, here is this week's guest. It's Rebecca Keane on Housewives MB. My guest today is the deputy editor of Stellar Magazine, and she is now a podcaster as well. She's co-hosting Stellar's brand new podcast, The Skim. There are new episodes out every week, wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be delighted to hear she is a full-on Real Housewives fan. The response when I asked her to come on was strong, so that makes me think we're in for a treat today. Rebecca Keane, welcome to Housewives and Me.
1: Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. What a brilliant intro. I'm literally beaming from (laughs) ear to ear. I'm like, this is is the closest I will ever get to a Real Housewives reunion, so I'm going to embrace every
0: second and every minute. I'm going to phrase every question as, Uh, We got a lot of viewer questions, Rebecca. (laughs) So Rebecca, viewers are wondering what have you been doing
1: about your lockdown weight gain? Well, Andy, um, what an interesting question. Like, these girls can literally, they could go for like the presidential debate. Like, they do such meandering around the questions that Andy asks.
0: I just love the chorus of... Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi,
1: Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Or like there's always one where Andy will be like, Cynthia, you're looking gorgeous tonight. She's like, as are you, Andy? And there's always like one that does a little flirty like, oh, you look amazing, Andy, even though he literally always looks the same.
0: Right, because he's just, like, a guy who can just wear, like, a decent suit and get a haircut. Whereas, obviously, the women at Housewives at the reunions, they're in, like, full, like, red carpet glam. Oh, they're literally, like, bronze stat-
1: statues. Like, the the glare off their legs alone would, like, give you, like, an epileptic fit. But, like, I, I'm, like, what is the problem? Is it just Vaseline? Or, like, what the fuck <laughs> are they using to just make their limbs look so amazing?
0: I do, like, I always find it slightly jarring, too, because Andy will be, like... Hey, Cynthia, you look amazing. Oh, so-and-so, you've got your boobs done. They look great. Yeah. Yes, Andy's straight out of the doctor. It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> They're like, thank you. I've got, I'm have got. i actually sponsored by Arnica. He's trying to heal up <laughs> these bruises, but thank you for pointing them out. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Um, so, obviously, you know the lingo and the tropes of Housewives, but how did you get into Real Housewives in the first place?
1: Oh, gosh, it must be like... It, we'll see... It's kind of um, it's kind of been on and off, but I would say like back when I was in school, um, ITV Two, I think at the time used to show um two episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County a day. So it would, I'd like come home from school and like my mum would be the usual like, oh, you're going watching that trash again um but
0: yeah yeah mom I am
1: (laughs) (laughs) but she used to like think that they made me like a bit bitchier I mean they probably did because like watching all these women interact in this certain way um was was amazing and like a totally new world I'd never like been to America so seeing like the gated communities of Orange County and you know all these women who are so tanned and like they're talking about Jesus and like their daily like conversations um yeah that was like my first fray into it I would say um and that probably no that wasn't the start of Orange County I would say that was like I think it was like Gretchen's um older husband had died and there was a lot of gossip about like did she marry him for money and like all of a sudden she's with Slade and like Slade is an absolute douche like oh my god the king of all douches so yeah I think it was Orange County first of all and then I just kind of caught that on TV whenever I could because like we actually, I don't think we had internet or we had dial up, and like I used those precious dial up minutes for Bebo. Like, um,
0: <laughs> oh wow, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. um,
1: so yeah, and then I think, um, I think after that it was probably Atlanta, um, because again, ITB2 would play it like twice a day, and I had like half days on a Wednesday, so when I came home and I was like flicking the tv channels on um then i was like wait they played in the middle of the day oh my god I'm like i'm in school and i'm missing all this like glorious <laughs>
0: this glorious comedy you're gonna drop out you're like i'm finishing my education here i have another education to pursue
1: <laughs> literally like the, it felt like it was like the proper the proper like secret education or whatever um so yeah like orange county it's all about you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that whereas like atlanta was just full about full-blown comedy from the start and i was like oh this is really kind of filling the holes of like what orange county didn't have like the wit that the atlanta women had was like like none of the orange county women would would have that in their fingertip you know
0: that's such a good point They're, they're just so naturally fun like funny like you laugh with them on atlanta whereas on other shows you were laughing at them so that's a very good point you said there um your mum didn't really like that you're watching housewives and that she felt they made you quote unquote bitchier like did you find like do you think that's true or do you think it's just like parents tend to over worry about everything we do like did you fear yourself being like wanting to start a confrontation about someone's charity event over dinner or something (laughs)
1: um do you know what i will say it's probably 50 50 because um when we were younger we used to watch Tracy Beaker and like Tracy Beaker is notoriously <laughs> cheeky and bold. Um so mm-hmm. when we'd be watching, we were obsessed with Tracy Beaker, like we'd never had a a like crazy character like that before. So she used to say that we were watching if we were like being bold or um talking back, she used to say, Oh, you're watching that Tracy Beaker, aren't you? Um so <laughs> I feel like her saying this about Real Housewives was the grown up version of that. But definitely, yeah, I think there's such a there's such a David Attenborough aspect to real housewives in that you know if you if Connor tells me that he hates Harry and then the next day I tell Harry oh Connor hates you like you you can't do that and then expect people not to get hurt or people not to get offended. So I feel like it kind of was a good education in navigating personal personal relationships you, you know that kind of way. Um. So yeah, and of course, I aspired to be, you know, a strong, brilliant, hilarious businesswoman. With like, she has all this on her plate as well as like a husband and like two point five kids at home. um so yeah, I think I think there's definitely time. I mean, of course, then when I moved on to Beverly Hills after that, like seeing LVP just like thwart and throttle everyone who encountered her was like extremely aspirational as well. You know.
0: So are you the LVP of Stellar Magazine? Is that what I'm <laughs> to gather from this? <laughs>
1: oh I wish I wish <laughs> I think um I think but like LVP like for all her faults she just has so much charm like she could literally go into a room of 20 people tell them they're fired and they'd be like at I love you so much like she just has that wicked <laughs> that wicked charm and charisma that like like no one else has and of course like the bloody English accent is like the most hoity-toity you know, it's such a, it's such a glass of fresh water in, you know, Beverly Hills.
0: I also love as well, like, in the American context, they all think Lisa is like second to Queen Elizabeth. They think she's so posh. <laughs> and I'm like, like, yeah, she's a little bit hoity-toity, as you would say, but like, she's not to the manner born. Like, I just found the way they, like, oh, Lisa's so British. I'm like, it's not like, She's kind of new money. Like I I'm all yeah. for it. I mean, she's got more money than I'll ever have, but I just find the way the American like audience and the other American women on the shows react to her so funny sometimes. I'm like, "Chill out. Like she's not in Buckingham Palace. Like relax."
1: Yeah, even the time she was picked as like royal correspondent to report on whatever the Queen did or the royal family did or something, and she was like wooden as a board. Whatever about being on camera in Beverly Hills when she had to go on the news that time, she was so. I kind of felt oh, like she yes. was petrified. For Kate, she,
0: yeah, for Kate and Will's wedding, I think that they captured her yeah. for stuff. The thing is, is like, I mean, that's a totally separate conversation about the royal correspondence. Um, how, how what role they play in that coverage, but for the most part. They are journalists whose job it is to mm-hmm. have sources and report, whereas Lisa yeah. was just British in America and they were like, You sound posh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they were literally like pick the pick the nearest person with an accent and <laughs> just, just hope for the best.
0: Yeah. Very that. Um, okay, so maybe Lisa's career as a world correspondent needs a pause. So what <laughs> I want to do is kind of dive into some of the shows because you kind of watched a really interesting selection. So you mentioned Atlanta. I think, you, have you been keeping up with the current season of Atlanta?
1: Um, So I actually hadn't, um, but I was kind of like catching up a bit. See, like YouTube is kind of a blessing and a, and a curse because... If I like, let's say, if I recommend a show to my sister, she's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen most of the clips on YouTube." I'm like, "You've done mm. what?" I'm like, "Are you joking? You're missing all the magic." Um, but also like just keeping up with the lady socials, you kind of get a, um, like um, what's the word? A notion of what's been going on. So um, yeah, I was catching up. I'm not not a fan of the new girls. I'm kind of very ramona-esque in my stance against new girls
0: um <laughs> you're the shannon badore yeah. Like no, yeah i don't like I her yeah
1: i kind of i'm very um kind of stoic and stubborn because i think i've put in so much time watching these women that like what like let's say if they shake up a cast and there's three new characters i'm like are you joking i'm like you need to <laughs> ease people in like you need to take it slowly i mean with this atlanta it was just two girls um but um it didn't really warm to either of them again it's so hard to come onto for a season and try win people over do you know what i mean so i kind of do um i do feel bad for them but i don't really think any of them were great like they were that they didn't steal the show you know i kind of felt like the latoya and um kenya kind of relationship was very like lvp and like one of the at at this point hundreds of new blonde girls come to the show (laughs) and she just takes under their wing and they're like her little minion like I've kind I was kind of feeling the minion vibes from um Latoya and Kenya um but yeah it is I mean like when you say about people leaving the show like when Bethany said she was gonna leave I thought there was gonna be riots um and like GoFundMes and petitions and everything to get her back on the show (laughs) and people were so people were so upset but like I don't know like Leah Leah came on to New York, and everyone was like, "Oh, how is this, you know, crazy girl going to like integrate with the others?" But she like just won your like won your heart so quickly, and literally ripped the show to pieces and put put it back together again. And um, so I, I don't know what the formula is of being a, a successful newcomer, but like Leah has done it really well. And yeah, of course with COVID, it's been really hard for Drew and Latoya to um properly properly become concrete, you know.
0: You mentioned but when we were getting ready to do the show that you watch Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And obviously in Melbourne we've learned recently that Gina Liano and Lydia... I think it's Schiavello, I can never get that name. Oh, right. yeah. Um, they're not coming back despite being previously announced as filming for this upcoming fifth season. So... I know that, you, like, I like to have the Melbourne chats because not everybody has seen yeah. Melbourne. So what are your thoughts on Melbourne and how do you think they'll fare without two kind of long-term cast members?
1: Oh, I think it's going to be difficult. Like, they're such, they're both such different entities. Like, Gina is really, like, the Nini Links of of Melbourne. Like, she's been there so long. She is yep. so bitchy and so mean again just so witty but it, it's really like mean girl humor you know um and then Lydia is kind of you know her sidekick but she's also I don't know she's quite sweet and like I love her she has like a gorgeous son doesn't she
0: yeah I think she does yeah because you forget like and this is no shade but Lydia's in her 50s now so like yeah. Lydia's older than you think she is like she's had more of a alive because she looks quite young and because she's a bit of a ditz you kind of (laughs) forget that she's done a lot
1: (laughs) but also like wasn't the last episode or the last series of melbourne like two years ago or something it was bloody ages ago yeah um so it's even hard to remember so long like real housewives of cheshire now they are like ruining it because they're doing like two or three series a year and i'm like girls slow down like you need the the demand outweigh the supply do you know what I mean like what's the point in filming <laughs> which is like Melbourne is the complete opposite um yeah with Gina and Gina like that's the type of um dropping favorite cast members that I really don't like like that's really a punch in the gut um so yeah I think like Lydia while she's Swede and stuff like she was the perfect fodder for anyone else to absolutely rip the piss out of like Janet Roach like literally tore her in shreds so oh, many times oh she hated times. Lydia
0: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: oh shut up Lydia <laughs> I think she called her like a Lydia or something yeah, before. Oh, Lydia um, shut up Lydia yeah and I mean who could forget Gina's you're an insignificant ass here like I'm like <laughs> yes that's how I feel to the producers I'm like how dare you not get back um Gina and Lydia they're both they're like they both have different roles to play but like they're both so essential to the cast I mean it's it's when You hear of a change up in a cast, like you're kind of predisposed to expect it's going to be more young blondes, you know, the kind of way, no matter yeah. what the region. Um, and they're going to have you know their bloody skincare brand or whatever product to shill. Um, so I hope, I hope it will be, I hope it will be good. Um, I'm surprised Sally left.
0: The story was that Sally and Gina got on so badly mm-hmm. that producers said, One of the producers did an interview and said, Oh. Gina said if Sally came back, she wouldn't. So we're trying to figure that out. AKA, they didn't want to give in to Gina's demands, but also... Gina did say she was going back. They did a press conference a few weeks before COVID hit. They started filming. I think they got a few days into filming. paused, came back, did another (laughs) press conference, and two of the cast members they had mentioned were gone. And then uh, Jackie, who wasn't supposed to be going back, psychic Jackie, shine, shine, shine. She (laughs) is now in the mix. So I... It's just funny to me because they must have filmed something with Gina and Lydia. It's like, did the money fall through? Like, what is going on?
1: That is so bizarre. I don't, and I feel like you know, there's kind of um, on different casts There's like you know, the left wing one, the, the liberal one, the right wing. Like Sally was very mm. conservative, and she probably a lot of women maybe in their forties or fifties kind of would have really felt for her being like you know, a young widow. And I mean, Sally in general, she she wasn't a scream, you know, like she was kind of she was kind of a floater um so i wonder will like a lot of that kind of viewing drop off as well um but
0: yeah sally was good pure for making gina angry like um, yeah. one of my favorite housewives moments of all time is i'm slightly paraphrasing gina going oh i'm done with cell now she can fuck herself but I do feel <laughs> bad for her. She is grieving at the moment. Like, in one sentence, Basie says, I will never speak to that woman again. Obviously, I feel bad her dad died. I was like, Jesus Christ, you couldn't write this.
1: Yeah, she was so, um, she was just so dull. I just didn't, I didn't feel, even though Gina was, like, way out of line with, like, the things she yes. was saying and stuff like that. I think, um, I think it will be interesting, though, because, like, when I, with LVP leaving Beverly Hills, there's kind of, like, a head bitch role going. So I think Kyle has probably come out of, come out of herself a bit more or realized she needed to assume that being the the next oldest member so i wonder yeah. with melbourne and will someone else try to sh- like shove shove themselves into that like head bitch role you know that kind of way or like head girl like janet is very very good but like she's kind of like she's too you, you see a very sweet side to her with jackie like she's so maternal over jackie and loves jackie so much so like, if you see someone being so sweet and so nice, it's kind of hard to believe that they could be such a bitch at the same time. But, like, Lord knows when Janet is mad enough, she will split you in two.
0: Right, yeah. I think Janet could take on that role. Yeah. To be fair, like, I think there's something like four new cast members. And, like... Yeah, it's just I'm too much. My, Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers because I feel like if they've recast that heavily after a significant break, they must think these people are interesting. And it's kind of, like, I mean, it's not unlike the time when New York kind of did a half reboot and got rid of half the cast and it mm-hmm. did help the show down the line. So we'll see if you're listening and you haven't watched the first four seasons of Melbourne that are all in Hayu, You put aside your preconceptions because it really <laughs> is so worth your time. Oh, it's
1: brilliant. I, yeah. I I feel bad for um, franchises that are outside of America because I think people automatically assume it's not Bravo. So it's going to be shit. Like I've heard such good things about um, Johannesburg And then obviously I'm kind of low-key a fan of Cheshire, but I try to downplay that a bit because I feel like it has such a bad reputation. But no, Melbourne
0: is like, oh, Melbourne is probably
1: third on my list of best housewives.
0: Same. Actually, no joke. My top three is New York, Atlanta, Melbourne. That's exactly
1: mine. Oh my goodness. That's so gas.
0: Um... So that's interesting you mentioned Cheshire because I am one of those people who's never watched it and like I think I've seen clips of it but like how does it stack cuz when Cheshire has come up on this show before some people have been really down on Cheshire so oh, people maybe this hate is your cha- yeah maybe this is your chance to uh step forward I will take and the make stand, sell it and defend it for us today. Like, why should we give Cheshire a go?
1: <laughs> the District Court presents Rebecca Keene versus all former, um, <laughs> former classmates on Housewives and Me. Um, I will assume the stand. Um, putting all my years of Law and Order SVU into practice, mm-hmm. finally. Um, yeah, so Cheshire as, as i said before like i love the i love the soaps i've kind of always loved tv that is like nearly the cheaper and the better like come down with me four in a bed you know the really really mm-hmm. rotty shy shows so <laughs> <laughs> rotty <grossy. laughs> and grimy and rotted um yeah i i just love i just i just i just almost i don't know whether it's out of pity and i feel bad but yeah cheshire for me kind of um it's very I think so there is Dawn Ward and she is the head bitch as I said. Um Dawn Ward, there is um Lystra, there's Lauren. Lauren is absolutely like nuts. She's so rude. She you know, like in twenty sixteen or maybe it's twenty fifteen, everyone did that like traffic light red hair. I think it was to emulate yes. like Rihanna, so she's still in that phase. Um, oh, and I've has seen been, photos of
0: her. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so, so a very beautiful woman, but the red hair. I'm like, girl, that needs to be shaved. <laughs> um, there's Seema There's Rachel. Um, there's Hannah. There's Nicole. See. I kind of watched a lot of the older series um, because I, th- I see people don't like the older series because they're like oh the camera quality is shit and stuff like that like for me like the history and the context of stuff of things like really matters so like I love seeing the shit outfit choices or like the bizarre shoes and and things like that you know Um, so yeah with with Cheshire kind of the main storyline was Dawn um, Dawn Ward she's married to Ashley Ward and um she was best friends with Leanne so they came onto the show best friends dun 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 what do you think is going to happen obviously the cracks start showing um and like Leanne was um godparents to Dawn's children Dawn has like a uh, a re-celebration of her child's godparents and like um what's the word emancipates Leanne as as godmother or whatever um so yeah really really bitchy behavior um there's another girl Ampika and um Dawn is um opening oh actually fun fact Dawn Ward is best friends with Gemma Collins
0: I was gonna say because I've seen yeah. Dawn Ward on stuff like Gemma's spin-off show she's like I'm gonna go meet my friend Dawn and she's like Tony oh, is this <laughs> is this um diva forever Yes, which yes. is like, I'm going to stay with Dawn for a few days on over my breakup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like it's ridiculous, but Dawn is really sincere and sweet in that, which again is like mm. not a not a side you you see. So yeah, um, it's mainly concentrating on like the breakdown of um Dawn and Leanne's relationship, and then kind of the fr- the other girls are on Dawn's side; they're on Leanne's side. Um, you know, Leanne says that like actually Dawn has bullied her for years and like underestimated her. Then you have um this girl tanya so tanya is she's um one of the younger ones and she is also married to a footballer And kind of it's did you ever watch footballers Wives?
0: i watched bits of it back in the day yeah. like it's the ultimate campy british show quite, from like the late 90s yeah it's
1: quite um it's kind of that vibe like very rich women in cheshire and like they all have footballer husbands but leanne or sorry tanya is just total comic quality like she is she like gets her teeth done and like people are calling her like big teeth and like she's laughing and she doesn't <laughs> oh care God. and um <laughs> not big teeth <laughs> <laughs> like she she's very willing to laugh at herself which i think some of the girls are but some of the girls aren't um but like there's one they go to like a, a picnic party or something and um dawn like dawn is like you know the head bitch like you need to show respect to wardy and all this stuff um water and uh Tanya's like, oh Dawn, you think you're all that? You're just a washed up reality star! And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, they're only like...
0: I'm I'm ready to stand a little bit now. Yeah,
1: the accents really the accents really sell it, but like, in terms of like, dramatic like, dramatic entrances, entrances, oh yeah, Dawn opens a, um, a cosmetic surgery clinic. She lives in a castle, so obviously just like, opens a clinic on the back of her castle, or on the side of her castle, and Ampeka. Um, Dawn didn't invite Ampika and she said that Ampika is way too much drama. So Ampika arrives to the launch from a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Like They're all decked out in like this gorgeous English garden and they're like hearing like like the whirr of the helicopter, and everyone's like, oh my God, did like don book strippers like who's coming and I wonder like is it David Beckham who's coming in the helicopter and it's literally like I'm pika and Don is fuming, and like yeah, I think the accents really sell it for me, but also like the points of reference are a little closer to Ireland than let's say True. America was, you know that kind of a way
0: that's interesting, so it sounds from what like what you said there is plenty of the kind of like personal existing personal relationships and the drama we would get on American Housewives, glam and kind of visual wise, how do they compare?
1: Oh, I mean, it's like it's 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 quite it's quite dated and quite um, quite uh, I don't, like you know the plastic face filter on Instagram. Yes, it's it's very that. Um, <laughs> oh it's a lot God. of peplum. It's a lot of. But see I, I don't know what the fashion is or what the what the norms are in Cheshire in these like elite um elite circles, but like uh, you know, like kind of Taui there's certain parts of England where like the the dress code is just not that great. It's like a lot of a lot of um what's that adage? Um money can't buy a glass. <laughs>
0: I believe it was the great poet Countess Louine who said that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the <that> philosopher. <laughs> I'm familiar. Um, I'm familiar.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of money and not a lot of sense. Um but yeah I don't know I just I really like it see for me like the the fashion and the decor and and stuff like that it it plays a small part but for me like I just watch things for the personalities I want to see the confrontations and the clashes and the jokes and the reads I don't really care that much for um fashion I mean that said I did start a thread before on like Dorit's most horrendous confessional outfits um (laughs) which was which was very if it's really really out the gate and absolutely insane then I will I will laugh and keep track but for me it's it's more the personalities really
0: I do love when you started talking about Cheshire you were like yeah a lot of people haven't watched the older seasons but like I really believe in the con- in context and history like you were talking about like <laughs> like an old historical text or something I was like it's the real housewives of Cheshire this is amazing <laughs> I'm like Rebecca
1: Keen, B.A. M.A. <laughs> PhD in Life studies
0: it's so important to know the context and history of our culture. It's like, okay, fair, fair. that You're you're going for your housewise PhD, for sure.
1: I mean, like, you know, um, for New York, let's say, like, I'll have, like, my designated seat and, like, I'll, like, have my phone in airplane mode, I'll have my snacks, I'll have, like maybe an alcoholic drink and then maybe a water. Like with Cheshire, it's it's not, it doesn't take that much attention. It's very like you hear someone cackle or you hear someone in Ray's voice and you're like, oh, they're off again. It's very easy, it's very easy watching. But like me and my um, best friend, Caiman, will always do like the most horrendous, awful imitations of them because like the accents are just wild. Like Dawn Ward is glammed up to the lines you know well like you saw her with Gemma Collins like standards like,
0: it's me Don Ward yeah. and, yeah. she, and Hiya, she,
1: she just has the mouth of an absolute sailor like you would see her and you're like oh like she belongs on the VIP section but then she's like you fucking bitch who do you think you are like she literally <laughs> she has like the voice of Phil Mitchell like she is <laughs> terrifying
0: <laughs> the voice of Phil. <laughs> yeah I think I mean it's funny because I did my like questions before you came on i was pairing and one of the things i literally wrote down to ask you just was should i watch cheshire question mark now i'm like i think it's a yes like i think i have to
1: yeah it's it's like i don't like even just maybe like real housewives of cheshire best moments the only fault with cheshire does not a lot of um youtube clips i just i feel like it's really slept on or i don't know how they're on like season 12 or season 13 now so i don't know who is watching it or like where they're getting the funding to keep going because like, you know, obviously um, New York is on, is it season 13 this one is going to be? Yeah,
0: but they're filming, as you mentioned, they film two or three seasons a year. And I think it's it does well enough for ITVB that like they're not playing the social media content game with it the way the American networks oh, yeah, are. Yeah, that's for, so true. Like Bravo and NBC are really into the digital side of mm-hmm. with all the after yeah. shows and Watch Happens Live. Whereas I think Cheshire is just part of a slate of a lot of reality shows that ITV airs. But yeah, it is funny because they shoot basically two seasons a year that like, it's technically got more episodes than other longer running shows in terms of years, but okay. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. I nearly, how did you feel about like the zoom reunions or like the housewives having to film with their own backdrops and stuff?
0: I was in two minds. I think some show, it was funny because I think something that people wouldn't maybe know about Real Housewives, the American ones at least is a lot of them are shot by different production companies, like often in television if you if you're in say the one country and you were spitting off in the same format all the same people work on kind of like the same production company handles everything mm-hmm. so for example rupaul's drag race world of wonder has a hand in every version of it even if they don't oh wow. solely produce it whereas the housewives different production companies even within the u.s will will do different cities so jersey is made by new jersey is made by a different company that does uh beverly hills new york is made by a different company so you could just see who also, you could see which shows had gone ahead of the others. Like Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, I feel like their at-home confessionals looked really good, whereas on New York, yeah. they looked so rough and ready because I just don't think they figured out how to light them properly.
1: Oh my goodness, I couldn't. Like, it sounded like Dorinda was speaking through a grader or something. I was like, yes. what? what is she? Or like Luann's, I think, was quite rough for a couple of things. Like when, I don't know whether it was just like the lockdown, the lockdown feels are hitting me or what, but I had like a visceral, visceral reaction to like zoom reunions or zoom anything i was like real house for me has been escapism it's been you know gorgeous palm trees and long driveways and a wardrobe full of balenciaga and then to see like these cracked rotted confessionals (laughs) like with terrible audio quality i think i feel like the ladies are really showing their age when it came to trying to maneuver. I mean they I mean it was it was good enough for TV of course, but like they definitely were showing the technological like their load outside of their personality.
0: I was funny actually because whatever about the reunions I kind of was like it's a necessary evil to do these things virtually because it's a group setting. I remember when I watched the first episode of New York this time last year and I was so excited to have it as you say for escapism mm-hmm. and to feel like just get away from the like lockdown ennui or whatever the word is, mm-hmm. and on, <laughs> on the, uh, on the on me, um, the the first time they threw to like an at-home self-filmed confessional I actually felt sick I was actually like are you fuck I was like yeah this fucking COVID bullshit has ruined everything like it, it was like that was the thing that was going to send me riding into the streets not like the rampant wage inequality that we all notice as the, because of the pandemic I was like you have taken my housewives from me like I could just feel myself it was awful over
1: the Atlanta reunion where they're all they all look absolutely beautiful dressed in white but like Nini is literally screaming the house down at someone and i'm like literally are her servants outside the room just like listening to her lose it like what is going on um i couldn't i couldn't really watch that um atlanta atlanta zoom reunion Yes, um, But yeah, I just, I felt uh, eventually, like my housemate Sarah at the time was like, have you watched New York? Because it was coming out literally every week. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I'm really hesitant to watch it because like I, I hate these Zoom, these Zoom parts and stuff. Um, and she was like, really, it's not that bad. And then like, obviously I, I got back to it and I finished it. But like the first, I was like, I can't believe this is Rob from us as well. Like, I hate this. I
0: know. Mind you, I do think it's funny. The eye does adjust a little bit. And actually it's funny because... On Beverly Hills, I think it was two things. One, they had figured out the lighting and the setup a bit better. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, and this is no shade, but in New York, most of them are in apartments that don't have as much leeway in terms of somewhere you can move to get better lighting. Whereas yeah. on Beverly Hills, they have always, they've actually always filmed their confessionals at home. So their homes are kind of like sets. Oh, okay. So the homes look a lot better. And then I've noticed since like... And actually, I think they did the same thing on Drag Race this year because Drag Race they film under COVID protocols, mm-hmm. and now they kind of do the green screen confessionals, but the producer's not in the room, so they're doing oh, it kind okay. of remote. But they've got some of the old setup, so yeah, it's each show is like uh, has evolved it and figured it out slightly. And I am actually enjoying the reunions kind of in the round. I actually think that setup is more interesting than the couches.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just like the excitement of seeing everyone's outfit, and you know, like like couches wise like is someone gonna cry like even just seeing like the makeup artists do touch ups or things like that like I think it just Mm -hmm. has a certain magic and a certain excitement and even like um I was just watching the Potomac reunion like that all of them dressed in yellow and like literally 50 million flowers in the room I was like my breath was taken away at how beautiful it was you know I just think there's a certain magic to it being live but I mean that can be that can be argued of of anything
0: like I'm also so excited for the return of Potomac because they held off like they filmed that fifth season it was incredible but they sat on it for a while because they moved
1: everything Mm -hmm.
0: around the schedule and so then we watched it in the reunion as you mentioned airs but the reunion's like a full year after they filmed everything oh my god so they were able to jump back into filming season six straight away and now we're gonna get season six a lot earlier in a way Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like that's going to save my summer. Whatever happens with reopenings <laughs> and dates, it's like Potomac will save my summer.
1: Yeah, I've, I never watched um, Potomac before, but like I'd seen loads of tweets about it and I'd heard lots about it. So I just watched, I think, two or three episodes at the start of this season and then I don't know what I was doing, but um, I tuned into the reunion. But I think like for me, I love Beverly Hills. I always lo- will love Beverly Hills. But for me, it's kind of taken the like Drag Race US status in my opinion like you know the way the newest um season of drag race us like everyone was saying like it was very drawn out and it was very it's kind of lost a bit of that spark that's kind of how i'm feeling about beverly hills like of course i'll watch and and whatever but I feel like, I don't know, I think a little something has been lost from Beverly Hills.
0: That's interesting because I wanted to ask you about Beverly Hills just as a fan of it. And obviously we're in this interesting moment where they're coming back for an 11th season that seems to have some potentially really explosive storylines. We're also going into 11th season with a whole new audience on this side of the world because the Netflix effect has just meant there's so many more people aware of Beverly Hills now. Mm like are you so are you gonna dive into season 11 are you gonna like oh these newbies can have it i don't care like what's your thoughts
1: um on well to, first of all like if there's anyone from netflix listening to this that was like a honeymoon for my friendships um them putting <laughs> them putting um <laughs> beverly hills on netflix because i was like blue in the face telling people now to be fair i was a little bit misdirected because i told everyone how good new york was and i was like listen they're watching another region like not that far off so like baby steps but yeah a lot of my friends dove into um Beverly Hills um whatever series they left on on Netflix but like I was getting texts like has anyone seen Real Housewives and I was like okay Rebecca pop your (laughs) pop your anger vein back in and try to remain calm and I was like yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And they were like, wow, how crazy is it that Cedric just lives with Lisa for free? And I was like, you've got to be kidding! I was like, you've got to be kidding! This is your hot take. This is your hot take from all this. this. Um, No, I am... I don't like how they treated Denise, the ending of last series. I don't think it was a necessary, you know, investigation into this woman's personal life. I kind of feel like at times, like, the, the housewives homophobia was at play i think they kind of had more of a problem with denise potentially being bi or gay or whatever rather than oh but like you you cheated on your husband and you didn't tell anyone i just didn't think it was appropriate at times it's not it's not really any of your business it's not your marriage you know
0: the approach to the denise thing was a bit off because i could understand them hearing and going, oh, that's surprising. Because it was surprising to imagine that Denise yeah. and Brandy had an affair because I didn't even know that they, well, allegedly had an affair. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that they were really friends at first. I was like, oh, that's random. Yeah. I just don't get why more people no i guess because denise was denying 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 and still swear that it didn't happen but like Mm -hmm. i just don't get why more celebrities just don't go oh we're open sometimes like yeah me and Aaron can do certain things certain people and that's what it is and yeah yeah like i've been with women it's not a big deal like i do think denise kind of and affected herself in this fact that she kind of was so like i don't don't (laughs) want to yeah kept like leaving filming she kind of made it into more of a thing than it was but also it did feel like it did feel like a bit of a gang up but she had like
1: a, she whatever happened to her she had like personality transplant from one series to another she was like yeah. someone who was like from you know the swinging 60s the sexual liberation and then suddenly such a prude it didn't make sense <laughs> like do i believe that her and brandy slept together yes i think brandy is like severely underestimated and i really don't like how she's been treated either um but for the new i don't i just hope like with erica also I'm a blind Erica Stan and she's really really testing me already Dorinda literally nearly caused me cardiac arrest like multiple times (laughs) the last season of New York I just have a thing for these terrible blondes that like I get I'm the same (laughs) I get sucked in with like their their you know housewifely ways like they love their men and they love their food and like but then they just like break your heart into a million pieces. Um, but no, I think I think Beverly Hills, whatever that God awful season was about the bloody dog, Lucy Goosey, Apple Fruity Tootie, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> it was terrible. The only the only thing that actually kept me watching that was actually Brian Mo- Moylan's um, reviews on Vulture. He mm. like he like would tear it to shreds and I would be like piss myself. But otherwise, it was quite hard to watch because. I feel like they they kind of latch onto one storyline and then let it go the whole season. So it was like Lucy, Juicy, whatever her name was. Like that season, it was all about the dog. Um, Last season, all about Denise and Brandy. This season, I hope it's not, of course it's monumental news that Erica and Tom are divorcing, but I just hope it's not the only thing that everyone is talking about the whole time.
0: I have that complicated relationship with Erica where i agree like she's fascinating and kind of frustrating and you're you can't look away but now it's like really tainted because it's possible yeah. she may have been involved with something really heinous and like yeah unforgivable mm-hmm. so i i know what you mean i have a feeling eric is gonna take up a lot of real estate of the storyline the only and this sounds so oh my god this sounds so mercenary <laughs> but basically like the Erica thing is kind of a story that's developing all the time. So at least mm-hmm. if they are focused on it, there will be new layers to it. Whereas other years, it was one thing, as you say, and they just kept talking about it. Whereas at least the Erica, there might be, well, actually now, this has come out, Erica, how do you feel now? Like there might, and yeah. then, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting watching the other women figure out their feelings about it because the trailer implies that a few of them aren't happy now I'm taking it with a pinch of salt because those trailers are so heavily edited they could yeah. have all just been wincing at the dinner menu and not her but like <laughs> it does seem that like there's a little bit of skepticism about Erica from the other ladies so
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll see I, I'm excited because I, I don't know who I... Was it a guest on the show or just a friend of mine I was saying this to me recently? This is this is how the podcast and my housewife's fandom have blurred together. We <laughs> all just, my just, guests just, are my friends. Yeah. yeah all my friends. <laughs> friends in my head, as Wendy Williams would say. Beverly Hills, even when it's not good, it's the one show of all of them that just has this feel and this like glossy air where I I do love to sink into it even if I'm like there's low-key sucks I'm like oh come on girls take me away for four yeah I mean
1: well the editors are absolutely fantastic even if the housewives aren't being that funny like the editing is going to crack you up um but I kind of hope Erica doesn't do the kind of Bethany thing where she suffers in silence but then is under so much stress she kind of will leave hints and clues about how she's feeling, but fully not talk about it and stuff. And I mean, like, I love... Like, I love the bones off Bethany, but... My God, she was gonna explode so many series um because she just couldn't like say how she was feeling. Um so I yeah. hope it's not I hope it's not a matter of other housewives kind of tiptoeing, tiptoeing around Erica. Do you know what I mean? And she's 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 actually gotten quite good friends with the ladies. Like she's done a lot of groundwork at this point. Yeah. So I hope it's not a just thing where she's just flipping everyone off the whole season and and losing her mind. I'm also very here for Sutton becoming a housewife. She is another yes. Leah. Uh, mcsweeney great like great first seasoner and sutton as as polite and as gentle as as you can be you know rude and shady on beverly hills like sutton did it perfectly
0: yeah no it's funny um <laughs> it's funny like that moment in the trailer where erica just like goes after Sutton. everyone's like that's so awful i was like yeah <laughs> but it's also fucking brilliant tv yeah like, i when erica goes or what i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Erica goes to like her esthetician as Erica goes to like her esthetician and she's like I just want the level of botox where if I am like growling and sneering at someone like my face still won't move like the <laughs> the, the Tokyo the Tokyo episode she had as well where she's like um it was to poor Eileen oh my god Eileen I know, literally
0: under
1: underestimated fave um but she's literally just like <sighs> Like she's like a monster.
0: So yeah, we'll see how Erica fares. Now something that has been talked about and has finally been confirmed in recent weeks is this kind of I think they're calling it like vacation series. Like mm-hmm. we've all been calling it all stars. So there's a housewife series coming out with We Ramona, Kyle Richards, Teresa Melissa from Jersey, Cynthia and Kenya from Atlanta. I think that's everybody confirmed so far. A, a rumored additional guest. So they're all gonna go on this girl's trip to Turks and Caicos and hang out and do like the crossover that we have way of the marvel avengers crossover we've all wanted for years (laughs) the (laughs) all-stars right how do you feel about that cast and the potential that that might have
1: i think well they definitely went for a lot of um kind of seasoned favorites didn't they like they didn't they didn't go for any any newbies or anything like that like they knew that they needed like a really good cast to bring in the audience the only question i would kind of have is cynthia oh like she doesn't. She's kind of a sitting duck for me in Atlanta. She's very sweet and she's very nice. But like, what, 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 what fight is she going to have with people? Or what? I just don't see what she's going to bring. Love like the the fitty scent, the fitty scent um, phase. She had that series of Atlanta. I thought she really prospered, but the whole wedding to mike um th- that was just like i was like pull the plug i was like i'm so bored <laughs> i'm so bored of hearing about this and now she's married like what what frivolity is she gonna get up to you know of, of course of course i'm going to watch it i'm gonna have my designated um arse cracked in the couch um <laughs> where it's like weighed down for me watching so much stuff but uh yeah ad- worship kenya worship uh, any of the atlanta ladies for me um Aside from poor Drew or Latoya, sorry, <laughs> Um But yeah, any any more than three seasoned Atlanta girl is is a winner for me. So yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be brilliant.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see how it falls uh, shakes out because. Kenya's gonna be for people Kenya versus Ramona I'm already shaking at the thought mm-hmm. I think Teresa versus Kenya could be interesting I think Melissa is actually friends with Ramona so that's really interesting because you know Ramona's gonna be talking out the side of her arse and Melissa will have to try and peace keep a bit <laughs> Kyle is the type that will have quote like, and I know Kyle actually has anxiety but she says she has anxiety when she kind of doesn't if you know what I mean she's gonna have quote unquote anxiety about everything um, I think Cynthia and Melissa are there to be the kind of grounding normal ones oh and the is there of course i think i mentioned the like the is going to be like insist on singing and kenny's going to shade her for it i just oh i'm doing the fan fiction in my head whenever i see the pictures of them filming i'm like this is going to be like even if it's shit i will be like licking the tv in anticipation
1: <laughs> it's like but it's like maybe the jersey girls and the new york girls will kind of like form an alliance because you know they're only a stone's throw away but even like the the differences between new york and jersey are so so yeah Um, astounding as well do you know um yeah I think Portia and Kyle see Andy does this lovely little thing where like he will pair people on watch what happens live and then they're like besties ever since um so I think Dorinda and Kenya are friends I'd say Portia and Kyle will get on um yeah I'm yeah I I think it will be I think it will be good I'm surprised there's not more to be honest
0: yeah I think they're only I'm hearing something like they're doing four to six episodes and they wanted more people because of COVID certain people felt dropped oh, off. Like, okay. I'd say what will happen is they'll do this, see how it goes, and then if it's popular, like it can be like an anthology series and yeah. each season it's a different group. So mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of of the opinion, don't worry, we'll get Potomac ladies when they're not filming their show mm-hmm. to go on their holiday another time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here for it. Um, I did want to ask you actually, have you had any run-ins or sightings or interactions with anyone from Real Housewives?
1: No, I haven't. But um, I was actually living in uh, New York for a little while and my housemate, Sarah, she hadn't watched New York yet, but she was walking around somewhere like in, in Midtown or uptown Manhattan and um, she saw a lady in kind of like a sparkly dress or whatever and like thought nothing of it. But then as she watched Real Housewives, she actually saw the back of Dorinda. <laughs> and I was like you are killing me like Dorinda like you know when when you read into something when you shouldn't like Dorinda for me is my absolute twin like Dorinda like <laughs> on one episode sh- she meets her daughter and she orders like a plate of fries and her daughter's like well why did you get such a big plate of fries you're only going to order like 10 sauces so what's the point in so many fries and then Dorinda's like ah oh, I love sauces like I will have like six different sauces with my chips or my crisps or whatever um so there's just so many there's so many like resemblances between between obviously not appearance based I wish (laughs) um but I feel like the more I hear about Dorinda or there was even like a crazy post on Demois the other day about Dorinda that she went to order a chai latte and asked like oh I don't want this and I'm allergic to garlic so don't put it in my chai latte and they were like yeah sure but like the person riding into Jamal was like obviously there's no garlic in a chai latte but it's just so eccentric and so weird and funny like Dorinda is just my my ride or die like
0: we'll get back to that we might get back to that one in a minute actually but I did <laughs> want to ask you also I mean this is the thing whether you're a new Housewives fan or a lifer the taglines are always a moment if you were going to be on Housewives what do you think your tagline would be
1: I'm so glad uh, this question has come up and I'm s- I'm so glad I've had drafts on my phone on different phones and I couldn't find I couldn't find any I even searched like back through my own tweets to try find like one of the better ones that got a couple of pity faves but um <laughs> so yeah I was kind of I was kind of thinking as I was listening back to your episode. so <clears throat> do I need I, I feel like I need to do a vocal warm-up I'm actually a bit hot <laughs> any of these women do this Okay. Okay, three, two, one. My life may be a joke, but I always have the last laugh.
0: <laughs> I love how you like both drag yourself and then make out that you're actually fine at the same time. <laughs> The
1: little, the little like weird like porn star up and down of the voice, like where, why did that, why did that come from Housewives? I don't know, but it's always like you need to talk a bit like Samantha Jones and oh <laughs> yes. honey, this is my tagline. Like it has to, it, you're nearly the, the way people speak French, like this intonations at the end of the sentence to show like you're asking a question or whatever. And it's like this is nearly the same thing with taglines. Like you need to talk like this.
0: That's so true. I'd never thought it's real. Like. There's a it's a rhythm to the taglines and a lot of the rhythm is in the delivery. Right, it's very like like I can actually imagine Samantha Jones going, "You might think I'm a joke, but I always have the last laugh." And then the music playing. Okay, well, your impression was ten times better than me,
1: so maybe you should just shut up, Connor.
0: I know. Sorry. What poor etiquette to like be like? Sorry, guest. Show me me up on my own
1: scale. It's actually it's funny when you say taglines because one thing about Cheshire is like my god they let them have like five minute long taglines like um yes
0: i've heard some of them
1: oh it's it's terrible but wardy specifically Warde, uh, she has um she like she's very um aggressive and like kind of, kind of confrontational but on one season of hers her tagline is i've got me gays me girls and me dogs i don't need any more bitches and it's like yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually think, because when Dom and Ink was on, he's like this uh, illustrator from the UK and he was Mm -hmm. talking about his love of Dom Ward and he does an impression of her and stuff. Yeah, And he was talking about that one as well. And there's another, I think it was Dom or someone else on the show brought up the one, because it's always a meme. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's Dom or if it's someone else who goes, a lot of people want to be me. I am me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That one's amazing.
1: (laughs) Or even, even Dorinda's, if you got a problem with me then you got you're the problem and it's like she (laughs) she doesn't even say problem like it's like someone captioned it and it's literally like problem it's like jorinda what the fuck is a problem but this is the weird this is the weird unexplainable shit about Dorinda that makes me love her
0: so dearly like yeah and i also i still think one of the best ever is ramona going i'm an acquired taste if you don't like me acquire some taste yes
1: that was so that was so good or did ramona oh. have another series and she's like um age is a mind of age is a thing of mind over matter if you don't mind it doesn't matter and i'm like oh my god work literally ageism found rotting
0: <laughs> they were like that is so true ramona yeah ageism um, is
1: cancelled
0: okay so we've discussed the tagline another thing i'd love to ask um guests when they come on the show is you're throwing a dinner party tomorrow you can have five people from housewives world either housewives friends of side players husbands Mm -hmm. whoever five of them around your place for dinner who are you inviting and why
1: so i would like to preface this with i would never ever ever invite a husband because i'm not a viva dresser i'm like why (laughs) would you waste it's like that question of like if a genie gave you three wishes and i'm like um, I want infinity wishes, but like I want infinity housewives. Um, But yeah, f- for five specifically, um, I would have to go. So for me, it's like, I don't care about the food. I don't care the presents. I don't care if people get on. I just want to laugh, whether that's mm-hmm. at someone else's expense or my expense. I just want like to be crying laughing. Um, yeah, so for me, it would be Portia Williams from Atlanta because okay. she is just like, a, a scream and a half, like literally. If you haven't looked up Portia Williams' best reads or funniest moments on YouTube, then like you absolutely need to do that. Like, fantastic wit, Mary Hampton, as I mentioned before, just just so much wit, such good comic timing, brilliant, brilliant character. Um, Dorinda, of course. Um, Bethany, oh, Bethany would come and probably read me to shreds. She'd read the drink. She'd read. The food. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, Rebecca, what kind of name is that? And I'd just be like, Yes, mistress. I'd be like, Dobby wants to go to the toilet, Mistress May I go. And she'd like kick
0: me in the tits or something and I'd be like, Thank you, Queen. And um, she'd be like, Becca, you should call yourself Becca. Becca's a better name. It's just a quicker, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You can branch yourself with Becca. Yeah, I'm much yeah. better.
1: She'd be like, can I bring my daughter? Can I bring my daughter? <laughs> um Yeah, Bethany. And then bit I, I feel I feel a bit scared to even say this. I am going to go with Kelly Dodd because she is so, I know, I know she is so, so terrible. But like out of OC, if I think of any of the people with comedy and who are funny, like Kelly is just awful, like so, so awful. Like she's so mean and like so like off time and and you know but she is just so hilarious like I just have lost my mind laughing at her so many times so inappropriate so um yeah I think that would be my five
0: so hey we've got uh Portia Marlowe Bethany Kelly and of course your your queen Dorinda <laughs> and we've got Kelly Kelly Dodd at the same table as Bethany would be a showdown that I think would be both fun to watch and slightly terrifying
1: yeah i just i was kind of trying to think of like who can do the best imitations of people yeah so if i had i was like okay think about six i think six would probably be a tie between um kyle because kyle did that really funny um rip off of teddy's walk I was like, oh, oh my yes. God, she needs to do, like, Live at the Apollo. Like, where is this little, where is this <laughs> comedian? Live at the Apollo. Literally. And, like, Mauricio would just be, like, stoned in the front aisle, like, I love you, baby. I love you, honey. Um, but, yeah, probably Kyle. And then also Candy Burris. Candy, like, is such a steadfast, you know, she's a mother and a queen and a warrior and an icon of Atlanta. And, like, she's she's not one of my favorites, and she never will be, but she is so golden and so dead on and just so sound and like like obviously that's why she's been on Atlanta for so long but at times she can be extremely funny and like um imitate other people as well so um yeah I think Kyle and Candy would be my tied sixth.
0: I've never heard someone say She'd never be my favorite, but then list all their good (laughs) (laughs) qualities. I lose lose
1: sleepless nights (laughs) over the day, like someone comes into my house with a gun and is like, okay, your top five housewives go. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, God can take me now.
0: You're like that gif of Viola Davis uh, that that people always use, where she goes, shoot me. (laughs) so uh-huh. dark um before we wrap up i do want to ask you about the skim which is a brand new podcast or stellar mm-hmm. magazine that you are a co-host of tell us what the show is about how when it comes out and what we can expect from it
1: um yeah so the skim is a weekly 30 minute pop culture podcast so we're kind of trying to condense the week's pop culture news kind of into a, a like skinnier format let's say Um, so yeah it's myself and denise curdin and we will record every tuesday and then it's out every wednesday morning so it's like as fresh as possible and yeah you can find us on spotify or if you head to stellar.ie you can find a link from there either and yeah we literally like to talk about everything like it literally could be real house eyes made in chelsea lisa rena's kids kardashians literally anything and everything all at once um so yeah you can you can find me there
0: that's exciting too i love the 30 minutes idea i mean like like there are so many podcasts and i like a a lengthy meaty podcast Mm -hmm. people have probably guessed on the runtimes of this show yeah but there's something about being able to hit play and be like in the next half hour i'm gonna have the tea like that is very cool
1: Mm -hmm. and we have like a rotter hot section so like we fully get to like bitch about whatever is rotting us that week um that's like my favorite section because i just love giving out um so <laughs> yeah 30, i think 30 minutes is a good because especially like people aren't commuting anymore and stuff like that so if you had a long commute like an hour podcast is great but like if you're going for your cellular walk your government mandated walk um like 30 minutes is kind of a good time section you know
0: and of course you are deputy editor at stellar magazine and where can people find your work and find you online
1: Yeah, so uh, the Stellar magazine is out every month um, and you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram and I actually can't pronounce my own, this is what I mean (laughs) by people may think I'm a joke because I can't pronounce my own username and so many people have asked me so many times. I based it on, you know, Madonna's MDNA album?
0: Yes, of course I do. I based,
1: yes. I based my at on her, like on her after her thing. I was like, oh my God, Madonna's dropping all her L's, So will I. Um, <laughs> I except uh, I dropped a couple of consonants as well. So it doesn't really make any sense. Um, so I think the closest phonetic sound is like a coon, But it's, um, it's, it's, I really, really like, I'm, I'm so glad I got a career in media after having like the most horrendous username ever um but yeah it's or at or and so many people have asked me so many times like would you change it when did you pick it and all this stuff and it's like it's it's got to do with madonna i don't need to i don't need to go into it anymore
0: <laughs> it's like if you don't know then get yeah you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if you know why then you know me
0: <laughs> well username or not i'm sure people will be able to find you online after this and check out the podcast as well and um, rebecca it has been a thrill to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on Housewives and Me.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely amazing.
0: That was Rebecca Keen on Housewives and Me. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast on Stellar. It's called The Skim. It's out every week. And it's a great idea because I think in the celeb pop culture world, you want like the tea, but you don't want to spend hours and hours If someone else has done the 30-minute work for you, I mean, come on, what could be better? So that is her podcast. And of course, she is deputy editor of Stellar. There's a brand new issue of that out right now. And if you can support Irish publications, Irish authors, all that kind of thing, it is well worth doing so. If you enjoyed today's episode and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and review. That would be amazing. Um, I know I got a couple of meshing people who are like, How do I leave a rating and review? I listen on Spotify. If you don't, I, the setup is different on other platforms. If you're on Apple and you can leave a review, that would be amazing, but there's no pressure to do so. We are on social media for this show. It's Housewives and Me on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on It's Connor Bean on both Twitter and Instagram as well. We'll be back next week. And yes yes I will get into the Beverly Hills premiere I can't I can't wait to talk about it even if it turns out to be a nothing burger I cannot wait to talk about it so that's all still to come next week on the show but until then stay safe keep watching all your housewives and I'll talk to you soon.